your public perception is based on how other people see you. And that has a lot to do with how you put yourself out there, but it has a lot to do also with not anything that you do intentionally, because, you know, you can look professional, you can talk professional, you can act professional on your music. But, you know, if, if people hear certain stories about you or anything like that, they're going to just kind of run with it. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Music Making Sense podcast. It's your boy, KP and Harcos, here with you as always. Another great episode. How the fuck you doing today, KP? You looking all fancy, button-up shirt with the nose ring and the hawk. You're rocking your <laughs> Gen X professional up in this motherfucker. How you doing, man? I'm good, dude. Just came from, actually, just uh, came from Men's Warehouse today. Did my paperwork for, I just got hired part-time as a sales, sales uh, get on a sales floor. So that's going to be fun for me because what's cool is that I'm going to be learning, relearning my, um, just learning how to get back, getting back out there in the workforce because mm-hmm. of being a disabled veteran, but just being able to get out there and just work part-time um, and working on my sales skills, man, being able to work on the sales skills, you know, with, especially with, with the company and everything with with a tainted novelty music and entertainment i'm being able to work on my sales skills again get some nice gear you know yeah, what i'm saying like nice word and then you know be able to and, and also just being able to market with podcasts and stuff like that yeah. and just everything like you know and getting out there doing a film composing too like i just you know being able to have a nice set nice wardrobe and stuff going to conventions and things and just being able to, you know, look nice. I, I I like the feeling. I do, man. And just and yeah. being able to just have that feeling where it's like I'm comfortable with the way I dress and not having to feel so stuffy and you know, but but still be able to look, you know, look good and right and you know, and and, and have a have that personality to it. So I'm yeah, feeling that, good, that, man. Yeah, that that's good, man. Cause like, you know, looking good helps you feel good, you know. Yep. And, and you perform uh, good. Yeah, you perform good. It helps your mental, man. Especially, yeah. you know, especially you know, like this is how people do. I mean, you know, you just you just look good, you feel good, and whether anybody else recognizes it or not, it, it doesn't matter, you know, because you're like, yo, man, like this shit looks nice on me. Yeah. And and like you said, man, that's gonna be a good opportunity for you to work more on, you know, you know, sales skills, communication skills just your general people skills. I mean, you're naturally an extrovert anyway, but you know, like you said, you're a disabled vet. So you kind of been like shut in here for a while, you know, and you haven't been really doing shows or nothing like that in a little while either. So you kind of, you kind of turned into like a hermit and stuff like that. (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah. yeah, Getting back (laughs) out there and yeah, you're making a couple extra bucks as well too, but it's, you know, it's more about just kind of honing your skills and stuff, you know, and Mm -hmm. that'll definitely help out because then, you know, yeah, you might run into some musicians in there as well, too. You know, I mean, because every walk of life of people, you know, got to look nice at some point. So oh, yeah. you might run into some musicians. It might be good to help you get some more clients and stuff. But, but even still, like you said, you're going to be working on your your sales and communication skills in lifetime, all day, every day with mm-hmm. a wide range of people. And it's kind of high pressure on you to make sure you perform properly because, you know, if if you go in there and you know you're looking or you're sounding fucked up, they're gonna be like, 
yo, get the fuck away from me, man. I'm, exactly. I'm not gonna buy nothing in here, right? You know, yep. you gotta pre- you gotta have that presentation, and that's that's one thing I think a lot of people don't they don't focus on when they're in the music area. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, I'm a musician and stuff like that. It's chill, it's casual. Yeah, there's a business aspect to it, but you know, I just like to rock out or I just like to fucking hop on the mic or whatever, you know, whatever the music mm-hmm. is, right? They don't think about how am I presenting myself? Right. You know, how how am I doing any of that? And that that is more key than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like for instance, in, in my realm of hip hop or even in your realm of rock, right? Let's take both of them together. Yeah. So in, in hip hop, you know, uh, you know, an artist may be a trap artist, right? And they right. may be, you know, they may have like their their pants sagging with a gun in their waist and fucking, you know, like a Gucci belt on and shit like that, like looking really thugged out and shit like that in their videos and their pictures and everything like that. Whether it's true or it's fake, that's that's a whole other topic. But I'm just saying how they look, right? How they look, and, right? Yeah, they're looking like that or whatever. But when they go into a business type of situation, you know, th- you know, they can't be using a ton of slang and stuff like that i mean you know they Cursing need to talk. up a storm and everything yeah. yeah yeah but i mean they need to talk how how they talk you know they don't have to right. change their their vernacular you know you know in order you know to to appease other people but you need to go in there and you need to talk professionally you know i mean like right like like jeezy or 50 cent uh even ti with his crazy ass accent you know they they will still hop up there you know, as former street dudes, like street, street dudes, you know, especially 50 Cent, he still got the scar on his cheek where he got shot in the face, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll get up there. They'll look all good and talk. Yeah, they still got that street accent, but or they're just there where it, they're from. But that, that but, dial, but that yeah, but I mean, that, New York and South, mm-hmm. the South and stuff. Yeah. yeah and they got that dialect. I mean, yeah, but they'll still have that kind of that street mannerism that a little bit yeah, as well, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they'll do it in a very tactful way, in a business way, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, that's one of the things is that they are on that professional level. And that's how that's how they can be as wealthy as they are. Mm-hmm. And it's not just off of music. It's off of all the business shit. Just like Jay-Z. Everybody's like, oh, Jay-Z, he sold his soul to the devil. He's in the Illuminati. It's like, no, he knows how to be professional he taught himself how to be professional because he had a couple of mentors that helped him out and now he's he, he's a fucking billionaire you well, know the what thing saying? is too is that and i was it's so funny you say that because i was on um instagram and the we were it was a it was a, a meme or or video of um rap juggernaut talking mm-hmm. about how um success doesn't give a fuck about your hard work right True. and and, and yeah, and and I mean, guys, and you know, when they read that, when they heard that, I mean, they started going, oh, well, he just spitting bullshit. He got, the, they're just judging him and everything, right? But I had brought, there was a guy who brought up, guy who could rap, real phenomenal rapper, dude. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's called Ben Work. His name's Ben Working, I think something like that. <laughs> but That's he's a hell of a, I like, I like <laughs> that name too, right? Ben Working, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, uh, but he can, and he can bust. He can right. bust white dude, man. He can he can fucking flow. But yeah. he was saying that, yeah, you know, he was he brought up about how 50 and J outwork everybody, right? And I brought up, I said, you know, it's not that they outwork everyone. I said, what it is is that these guys are intelligent as hell. 
They're intelligently I said, they're outworking very, everyone. I was like, they, I said, they know how to. I said, they are smart. They're, mm-hmm. I was like, they smart. They know how to. They they don't work hard. They work smart, and exactly. they know how to use their. And they know how to use their money. They know how to make their money work for them. Mm-hmm. Right. They did all that. They yeah. They grinded when they were in the rap game. They yep. grinded when they was out there on the streets. But. When they were able to get, when they were able to get the money that they were that they got accumulated, they were able to use it because why? And I'm going to say this about Ti. Ti was an uh, Ti was an uh, straight A student when he was in school. He ended up dropping out mm-hmm. by choice. Now think about that mm-hmm. because he already knew that he was intelligent enough. Okay, he was like, look, man. I, School is I don't need this shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. School is super easy for this nigga, right? Mm. And there's a lot of guys who are very street. That's what it is. School's too easy for them. Mm-hmm. And I've come to that realization growing up in the D, watching brothers who I was like, man, why is this? Why, why are you going this route? School is too easy for them. Yeah, and that doesn't apply to everyone because some, some people some people right? some people make dumb mistakes because they're dumb motherfuckers. But right, some but... some very very intelligent people they they get so bored and like for whatever reason and like you know it, it splits both ways because you know because you have the very intelligent people. Well, they'll either continue doing the intelligent shit and like the scholarly thing, you know, and, and get get that full ride scholarship to Brown and then go on to fucking Yale or whatever, you know what I'm right. saying? And, and, you know, shit like that, right? Or they'll they'll go and take their intelligence in a street way, might have a couple of run-ins with the law or whatever, but then they figure it out. Right. And, and, and what you're saying is right, man. They learned how to how to work smarter and make their money work for them. Mm-hmm. And all three of those guys, or well, even TI, right? So yep. yeah, but, but especially Jeezy and 50 and mm-hmm. uh Jay-Z, mm-hmm. they all started nickel and dime hustling and mm-hmm. worked up, especially Jeezy, worked up to move in bigger weight and then having other people work underneath them and then they took that money and started making it work in different ways, you right. know, and then they started working into their music and stuff like that. You know, like I said, in like an episode or two ago where I was, I just got done listening to the audiobook for Jeezy's Adversity to Sale, but by yeah, audio, autobiography last, or whatever. Yeah, it was just the yeah last like, yeah, he actually started a studio to mm-hmm. make money off of all these artists needing to have a studio before he even hopped in the mic. You know what I'm saying? He was doing it for years. And then like the the business was kind of like coming and going. And then all of a sudden, like it had like a drought or whatever in, in the recording business. And yeah. like one of his buddies was like, hey, why don't you just hop on? He's like, all right. And then he's kind of went in there and said, let's get it, you know, and then kind of went from there, you know. But but until he started having like more and more problems in the street, he didn't even want to turn to, you know, put all of his focus into rap. You know, yeah. but but I mean, that's that's the same thing with with 50, you know, until he got shot. He didn't want to take that other route. I'm not sure if Jay had a catalyst like that or not. I never really looked into Jay-Z too much like that. Um, and, he and had. Well, he did. He did. What happened was with him was that I think it was one thing where he did ended up uh, having. He think he shot his brother. Oh, shit. Yeah. And yeah, I, see, that I never really followed just... Jay Z a whole lot. I just never really connected with his music enough to like follow deep with him or nothing like mm-hmm. that. But like Fifty and 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 Jeezy, like Jeezy especially, like Jeezy is one of my favorite hip hop artists. And 
you know, yeah, he's got some lyrical talent and stuff like that. And he's got some bullshit tracks, but that's not why I like him as an artist. Why I like him is because like he has a, he has that mindset that I like. And, you know, right. That's that mindset. And like, I, you know, I got a couple of TI up in here and stuff like that. Well, fuck, there's 50 right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and right there. And right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, mean, I got TI right there, PSC and shit like that. But like, TI was cool and everything like that. But just Jeezy was putting that whole fucking let's get it, let's grind, got to do better and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite songs from him is called Just Win. You know, and yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, and at the beginning, it's got like a, a speech. Like, I don't, I don't know who it's from, but like, like some, like it's part of a speech where somebody was like, you know, losers are always going to tell you that you can't win and blah blah blah, you know, stuff like that. It's like a highly mm-hmm. motivational track, you know. And uh, you know, he's talking about win, just win. We don't trust the preachers or the crooked politicians. Motherfuckers always talking. They don't ever want to listen. You know what I'm saying? The stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, he he just. Yeah, I just I just like his story, and like I said, I've I've listened to the audiobook for Fifty's book and for his, and it was cool because they both, they both, uh, they both read the audiobook, so right. it's, it's so they wrote it and they're reading it too. So I'm sitting here listening to them talk for hours on end about their life and their life story and how they how they made different moves and stuff like that, and it's really really cool. But but yeah, like we were saying about the perspective, you know, like that's one area where like. For instance, Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. hyper hyper talented, hyper successful, but people don't see him as a businessman. He's always been under the wing of Birdman, aka Baby. Um, he was under his wing, and then when they had the falling out and shit like that, he ended up walking over to Jay Z, and Jay Z fucking you know gave him a few mil to help him out and shit like that, and got him back on his feet, and then he came out with Carter Five and shit like that, and now he's kind of back on it again. But he's not a businessman, he's not a leader, he's just an entertainer, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, and it's not because of any of his appearance, you know, he's tatted from his whole body. Yeah. That doesn't matter. It what's matter is his mindset, mindset, and and how he operates, and he just chooses not to for whatever. Yeah, he reason, doesn't choose. Yeah, you know, but it, but it's all about the perception uh, on on how they operate. You know, there's there's certain people that can that can rack up that business, and mm-hmm. then there's certain people that can't. You know, Jay Cole, he's got his own fucking business aside from his music as well too. Yeah, and he does stuff on a business level, and he looks like a homeless person. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's that. And like, you know, you can even see that vagabond, with, I would consider more so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He does, yeah. he does look more like of a it. vagabond. Yeah, I know there's a one uh JID track. I can't remember the name of the track, but at the end of the track or whatever, it's got like a little skit at the end of the track. And this this guy's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, man, tell that, tell that dude J. Cole, man, he needs to come by the strip club and spend some of that Dreamville money and stuff like that. And and ask him why the hell is he looking like, you know, he's about to borrow somebody's charger and shit like that. <laughs> Charge his phone, yo, man. Hey, man, let me let me borrow your charger and get my phone to ten percent, man. Let me get ten percent, you know. And, and, and it's a funny ass skit and stuff. I've heard it so many times; it's kind of annoying now, but it's funny because you know that's true. He does look like he's about to borrow your charger because he's so down and out. He needs to borrow just to get five more percent left on his phone. But like, motherfucker, he's good. You know, yeah. he goes and plays basketball because he fucking wants to, not because you know nothing else. You know, right? But like that's even that's even something with with rock as well too, because with rock and metal and stuff, you know, 
it's got a big culture of you know like well you got you know mohawk you know piercings that fit like visible facial piercings a lot of tattoos tattoos on the face on the hands neck and stuff like that yeah yeah, well, yeah, you got your pimpering and shit too. Yeah. But... Skulls, baby. Skulls. <laughs> there's that. But you know what I'm saying? Like uh, in the rock, you know, but there's still people who are are business minded as a motherfucker, you know, and they get about their business. And even if even if you don't want to be the shot caller in your music business career and stuff like that, you still at least need to be able to present yourself in a professional way so that people take you seriously when you talk, you know, you don't have to be a business mind, like, like GZ or 50 or Jay Z or none or, you know, any of them, you know, I can't honestly, I don't, can you think of any examples on the, on the rock and metal side? Uh, yeah, actually I can think of a couple. Um, um, definitely. Um, kiss i mean gene simmons is about gene business. Simmons. yep um yep. yeah because um, he he was one of the big ones he branched out into movies mm-hmm. and then he had his own businesses and stuff like that i know he was rocking with he had a partnership with playboy back in the day yeah and stuff like that as well too yeah. also like the um recently like if you watch um wrestling like mm-hmm. a lot of those guys get their music played on the mm-hmm. like for interest themes for interest songs for a lot for a couple for wrestlers on there um, yeah. couple of them also like they get their cost, they get costumes made by like a couple of um, um, well known designers in rock and rock mm-hmm. and metal, um, instrument endorsements. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, and, and and some of them create their own. Tolson Abasi of uh, Animals as Leaders, uh, just uh, got his uh guitar out, uh, Abasi uh, concepts. Mm-hmm. He has his own guitar, he's got his own guitar out. Um, Misha just Misha um Mansoor from um and um um Matt um Halperson or Halperson um mm-hmm. they have uh they've got their stuff sampled they got samples uh sampled um tracks and sampled um instruments and stuff on their the, the, a, a sample pack pretty much yeah they got an entire right. sample, sample pack, pack yeah making music and stuff yeah mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's quite a few that's like getting into business. Um, mm-hmm. who's it? Uh, the former bass player from um Rob Zombie, he's now into management. Okay. Um, yeah, and Rob Zombie, he went yeah, and, and, and Rob Zombie, his own yeah, yeah, movie yeah, oh, company. Shit, yeah, 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 dude. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah, Rob. Yeah, Zombie exactly. Went, yeah, we're fuck wow, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So the yeah, whole fucking thirteen ghost franchise mm-hmm. and the wasn't there like another one about some fucked up house. But anyway, uh, House of a yeah. Thousand Corpses. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's rejects. what it was. House of, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And then uh, Phil Anselmo, I was actually uh, reading about his uh, net worth. He's uh, his net worth is like four million. Um, Richie Blackmore has uh, the highest net worth. He's like net worth. He's like from uh, Deep Purple, the guitarist from Deep Purple. Right. He's like twenty five million. Um, Corey Taylor is ten million mm-hmm. net worth. Right. So. There is so when I yeah, when they, I hear they people got they got about, some movers yeah they're not they, they they're got not some movers. in the billion like you know like like yeah. Kanye and Jay Z and shit like yeah. that but yeah like definitely but yeah you don't you know you know you don't have to try to get to that level if you don't want to no you don't. the the purpose of you know trying to talk about the perspective is is that like you know no matter what you look like or or what kind of music you make and stuff like that you can still present yourself in whatever caricature you want for the entertainment value but then whenever you go into the business setting 
you know, you know, dress up a little bit nicer. Look like you mean business. Don't look like, you know, you're a five cent Cracker Jack figure, you know, actually feel like, you know, hey, I'm here to talk business. I may not be, you know, the greatest business mind in the world, but take me seriously, you know, and that's where a lot of people have 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 issues because, you know, they put out a certain perception of Mm -hmm. who they are for either intentional or non-intentional means. And, you know, your public perception is based on how other people see you. And that has a lot to do with how you put yourself out there, but it has a lot to do also with not anything that you do intentionally, you know, because, you know, you can look professional, you can talk professionally, you can act professional on your music. But, you know, if, if people hear certain stories about you or anything like that, they're going to just kind of run with it, you know, and and it doesn't matter. I mean, because you can see that in a lot of high profile celebrities, from from Kanye to, you know, especially the controversial ones, you know, from from Kanye to Donald Trump to Andrew Tate to to, you know, Bill Gates or, or you know, any kind of people you're going to they have controversy. And and when you get to a certain level of public profile, you know, that's when even more of the rumor mill kicks in, you know, because like at at a lower level, when you're kind of getting started, you're going to have rumors about you. Right. I mean, you know, like I've said in previous episodes, I mean, I've been called a racist multiple times and that's the furthest thing from what I am, but it's because when you get, you know, when, when, when people get jealous of you or, 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 you know, envious, or if people just, you know, want to talk some shit or start some rumor for whatever reason it is. Or they you know, know maybe... it's an easy thing to say about you. Like oh, if yeah. it's anything to get like if you they just if you if you disagree with them on something or you mm-hmm. had a run in with them or whatever, they feel like the easiest thing to do is to say that you are this, mm-hmm. which is an easy target, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Just, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's very, very easy, low hanging fruit. And like what you have to do is like regardless of like if you could take yourself out of your feelings for a second and any one of y'all listening right now and you try to try to look at the way different people handle having all these rumors and stuff against them you know mm-hmm. you look at you look at some people when they get a lot of slanderous things said about them for whatever reason because they become a certain profile and then they get all these rumors against them or whatever they get all these labels thrown at them you know like whatever it is if they sit there and like throw a fit almost and get really really aggressive back in the face of it and, and try to attack you know like the you know lead an attack against the attack against them it right. just blows up even crazier you know and that's that's one of the things i found really really interesting with trump Mm -hmm. is that whenever he would have attacks thrown at him it's like it's like that whole what was that saying back in the day you know uh sticks or what Sticks and stones may break no. my bones with names or, or uh, no. I'm like rubber. You're like glue. Whatever you bounce, whatever you say bounces off me, sticks to you. Exactly. That is Trump. 
He that's his motto, right? I don't care whether you like his politics or his personality or not, right? That doesn't matter. Look at it as 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 objectively as possible. That motherfucker is the embodiment of whatever you say to me bounces. I'm rubber, you're glue. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you say to me bounces off me and sticks to you. That's literally what happened with everything. Think about it. Some of the things he he slipped up and let let attach to him, right? But there were so many different things that would bounce off of him, and he just like. You know, eh, whatever. You know, like he just like scoffed at it almost, and people still kept slinging it at him. You know, th- you can ask certain people. You know, you just say Donald Trump, and they'll react with saying saying something negative, like whatever the negative thing is, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. But they'll have like the certain things, right? And it's because those have kind of been thrown at him, and they stuck in their mind or whatever. You know, they they stuck to them. It bounced off of him and stuck to them, and. But it doesn't stop him from still trying to operate the way he wants to, you know, that or, or you know, Andrew Tate or even now Russell Brands and some shit randomly from something like 15 years ago, you know, and, and stuff like that. You know, like no matter what level you're going to be at, you're still going to have a public perception that you need to try to maintain as well as possible. But there's going to be so much that you can't control. You know, the only thing that you can really do is try to do your best to put out that public perception, you know, like, for instance, me and KP, you know, we're out here with the Music Making Sense podcast and what we're doing over here with we're trying to help artists with their marketing and stuff like that. For those of you who don't know, if you're just new to the show. You know, we sit here and talk about different angles of of music marketing and stuff like that from an artist perspective. But also we are. marketing managers as well you know so we help artists with their marketing with coaching and other kind of services that help them grow their marketing and everything like that as well too so Mm -hmm. we see things from an artist and an executive perspective which is really you know is really valuable um to any one of y'all so if any one of y'all are are interested in in seeking some services just hit us up we got free consultations all that stuff but but aside from that plug you know that that's literally like you know that's what we we talk about up in here all the time is all different kinds of things and 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 being able to put yourself out however you want to is definitely key so we put ourselves out there as hey we don't claim to know everything we don't claim to be geniuses right in my case it just happens to be a fact that i am a genius okay but (laughs) (laughs) but but, you know so we don't claim to be the best it just happens to be the fact for me and and so we you know but we we'll come out here and we'll be like hey you know i you know i disagree about that i agree about that you know we'll we'll say certain things but but whenever I come out and say something or KP comes out and say something and you see it in a clip or in the full episode in here with us, we're we're being genuine as a motherfucker. But at the same time, we're still putting out a certain per- perspective that we want everybody to see. We want everybody to see us as people who think outside the box, people who have a great amount of knowledge, who are subject matter experts in what they do. And, you know, we're serious people. We're not out here 
bullshit. And we're not out here talking about get rich quick schemes. We're not saying, oh, here's how to get a thousand followers in 30 days on Instagram. It's like, yeah. no, we're not doing none of that shit, man. Like some of our clips or whatever, I'll title a little clickbaity and stuff like that, you know, like how to market music properly. And then you listen to the clip and it's me telling you not to fucking, you know, run up playlist streams and not to give a fuck about streaming or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's us taking a different angle instead of us trying to be like, oh, make sure you, you know, use this hashtag method or whatever. It's like, no, man, you know, so, so, you know, that's how we promote ourselves, you know, and then when we do our own music things, we promote ourselves in a little bit different of a light as well, too, you know, but you can still be genuine on who you are, but then also still shape your persona and the public perception of you in, in the way that you want it. You know, don't think that you got to fake the funk. Don't think that you got to try to, you know, be something that you're not or whatever to fit into some type of stereotype. Because, I mean, look at me and KP. He's a black dude that's in the metal. I'm a white dude that's in the hip hop. All right. You want to talk about some fucking stereotype breakers, you know, I mean, fuck. And this motherfucker, black dude is in the metal who's now going to be working part time at Men's Warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I play so, jazz and I play experimental jazz drums, too. Exactly. <laughs> and, he play, and, he, and, and he can he can be in Men's Warehouse with his mohawk and his nose ring. Black dude playing jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to talk about breaking stereotypes just because he's in Seattle. I was fucking with him. I was saying, oh, yeah, man, that's because you're in Seattle. You can get away with that shit. You can't get away with the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, for, for real. But I was, and I was born and raised in the Midwest. I was born yeah, and exactly. in Detroit, Michigan, so I totally get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> but but for real, though, like, nowadays, you, you probably could, honestly. You could yeah. probably move here to Indiana where I'm at. And you could work at men's warehouse here. I mean, if they'd hire you, obviously, you know what I mean? But like, let's say they hired you the same way the place did there. They hire you and you can be in there working or whatever. I mean, I've seen, like I was telling KP before, you know, I've seen people with like, like forearm tattoos and shit like that in professional aspect, you know, whether it's a, you know, a car dealership or, you know, like a men's warehouse type of situation or whatever, you know, like, you know, the Gen Xers and millennials, we, we really like our generations really kind of try to break a lot of that and loud tattoos to be more mainstream. And like, yeah, there's some people, you know, like post Malone that make it look tacky as hell, but like, there's some people that actually make it look good. You know, there's yeah. some females who can have a very classy looking neck tattoo, you know? And, and, but then there's some that you see a neck tattoo and you're like, Oh shit, I'm running away from that bitch. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you know, she's nothing but trouble. Right. And, and, uh, my ex's sister's like that. She's the definition of trash, but anyway, <laughs> not, not to get on that, but, <laughs> but you know, like it's, it's all about how you, you carry yourself and how you present yourself, right. not just by a physical appearance, you know, that does help though, you oh, know? Yeah. And, um, and I think for me with that, the like the way I and the way I dress too, and I've had this said that I have this really like approachable look. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. and I'm serious, man. Sometimes I feel like I can't blind them with mace or you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> because every time I'm walking around, if I'm walking from walking or whatever and I'm going to store or whatever, man, and I mean I just get tons of compliments on mm-hmm. my look. You know, if I'm going to if I'm going to the dis, the cannabis dispensary that we have here <laughs> legally in the, right, in, right, right in Washington, right, I'm getting like um I'm getting told by the bud tenders that I always look good, right, and it's like and my look. Did you just say bud tenders? 
Yeah, but that what they that's what yeah. they call it. Yeah, instead butt of a tenders. bartender. Yes, yeah, so a bartender is a butt tender. Y'all motherfucking <laughs> potheads got to redefine everything, don't you? Dude, you got to come with your like, own definitions. You got to come up with your own MacGyver ways of smoking shit. You can't just roll it in some paper and light it. You got to do MacGyver shit, fucking pop cans and exhaust pipes and shit. You know what I'm saying? And fucking plastic tubes ripped out of a fucking refrigerator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you all come up with your own turn to bud tender. I was like, oh Jesus Christ. Hey man, what do you what do you hey? What do you it pay only money. in greenbacks and shit like that too? You know? Shit, Fuck. Nah, yeah, greenback. All right, nigga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Uh, I can I one point two million dollar fucking business a week, bro. Yeah. Like the fucking hey, it's it's a it's a big business. Yeah, so. it's definitely a business. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely. But no, I could see I could see how that would be with you, man, because you do have have an approachable de- demeanor and a look to you you mm-hmm. know you don't look super rough and rugged and angry and shit like that you look no, friend friendly calm you Got know some energy yeah you have like a natural like smile or like half smirk to you and shit like that you know so yeah i could definitely see where where you know you would be look very approachable and it doesn't matter you know what you're wearing you could yeah. be like goth the fuck out yeah. you know and you know Unless you had your face painted white, you would look approachable. You know what I'm saying? You have your face painted white, you you look a little unprofessional or unapproachable, you know? Well, it depends on how the makeup. Well, I did. Actually, I went into the grocery store and I painted, and this was like, (laughs) this was way before Halloween, bro. Like, this was even, this was like around summertime. I painted, I had my face paint on and I had my suit on. And I was like being approached and it was so cute because this one little cutie, she comes up and she's just standing there just looking at me like, and she worked at, she worked at the grocery store. So, right. and it was just so funny because it's just like, if I do that, it, cause it's like, it's entertaining. It you know is what I'm saying? And because also, you know, they're looking at it like, okay, with the mohawk and the ring and the nose ring and things like that. So they're seeing that, okay, there's a character, there's a sense of character that goes on and there's an entertaining, there's a definitely an, an entertainment factor to me. Right. I sing when they see me, I'm singing sometimes. Sometimes I walk around with my drum, like the other day I walked around with my drumsticks and I started doing drum drumstick tricks with them and stuff like that. <laughs> walking around the streets. Right. Yeah. People you're a character. Right? Yeah. You're a character. Yeah. Exactly. So yep. they're seeing that. And even when I go to the plasma center, like people are just tripping out because mm-hmm. they're like, they're seeing a character. So yeah. I tell people that, man, like when you going out, yeah, why not? If you, if you want to entertain people. Now, if I decided that I wanted to get back out there and start singing, mm-hmm. there are a couple of clubs around here and stuff, right? Because people ask me, are you in a band? Are you performing? Where are you playing at, right? Where do you play at? Right. If I wanted to get it together, Get 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 back in the game, dude. I've easily it, yeah. able, I've easily got an audience. Well, easily and, get people to come to shows. Yeah, easily. Absolutely, and and you know what you just said right there is very interesting because you know you are an extroverted person, mm-hmm. so you know you you walking around, you. you know, with your face painted with with drumsticks or whatever it is where you said, you know, Hey, I want to go out. I want to be entertaining and have fun mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and make people, make people entertained and make people happy and, you know, brighten their day and shit like that. You know, you can go out there and do that. And then at the same time, the same individual can go and be a professional 
person helping somebody look good at men's warehouse or doing something professional in any kind of professional capacity and stuff like that, you know? So yeah, right there, you're exemplifying exactly what the fuck, you know, that we came here to talk about today, which is public perception, you know, and, 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 uh, perspective. Yeah. Public perspective and everything like that. That's exactly what, what you do. Like me, I'm more introverted. So Mm -hmm. like you won't see me walking around town, just freestyling. All right. right. Like, you know, that's not me. That's just not you how know? you are. Yeah. No, that's not me and stuff like that. Like, I even feel kind of uncomfortable whenever I'm filming music video in public. You mm. know, like whenever I film it in public, I'm like kind of in a secluded place. And then like if I see somebody walk past or whatever, like I start having all these thoughts in my head, like, fuck, what are they thinking? Oh, what are they looking at? Oh shit, you know, like shit like that, you mm-hmm. know. Like I feel pretty uncomfortable about that, you know. And uh I even I was watching uh some like like interview type shit uh on Vinny Paz from Jedi Mind Tricks. Um, mm-hmm. he's like more of like an underground artist. Yeah, I remember he, I know I know Vinny Paz mm-hmm. is, yeah. Yeah, he's he's for those of you who don't know, he's he's well known with immortal technique and shit like that, man. Yep. Uh and, white cat, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's got a, like a raspy voice and stuff like that, very mm-hmm. unique sound. But anyway, like he's just like that. Like he I I he was talking about it. He was like, you know, he gets high anxiety. He doesn't like filming in public because he doesn't like people looking at him, but he will get up on stage in front of tens of thousands of people and perform, you know, yeah. because it's like there's a difference between business and entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm out in the streets and I'm I'm, you know, just like with him or me, when I'm out in the streets and I'm filming for a music video i'm in business mode i'm not there to kick it with you and make you laugh or make you entertained or nothing like that i'm Mm -hmm. out here trying to shoot some fucking business and at first whenever i get out there i'm really really conscious of like everybody's eyeballs and stuff like that and like like trying to read their mind by looking at their body language and stuff like that you know And, and you know i talked about this before in previous episodes but you know that's kind of left over from how i grew up being a white dude in a predominantly white town who was into hip hop, you know, like even when I started driving, like if I was on the open road, I'd have my music cranked. But if I was going through town, I'd turn the shit down. Mm -hmm. Even, even I paid like a couple grand for a fucking sound system, right. To bump my shit. But whenever, but I would only do that in big cities. When I was in small towns, like where mm-hmm. where I lived and stuff like that, I would turn it turn the music down to where only where I can hear it. I didn't want to make a scene because because I would always, whenever I was a kid, I was always getting fucked with for you know what you oh, like. You, yeah, what you, you, like. you try yeah. you trying to be black and shit like mm-hmm. that, you know, and stuff. And so like even though I would dress hip hop to an extent. You know, and I would still get fucked with because of the way I dressed. It was still like, like playing the music and stuff like that. And, and I was raised by my grandparents who were who were pretty conservative, and yeah. so you know, it was all about about how you present yourself as well, too. You know, exactly. So, so if you're driving around blaring music that's you know like cussing up a storm, completely vulgar and stuff like that, you're you're you know people look at you and like oh that guy and then they see you again in public or whatever like oh i remember seeing you listening to some trash music or you know saying stuff mm-hmm. like that it's all about yeah. the perception you know and so so i still kind of get like that out in public but once i get going i just kind of like get tunnel vision with the shit um but for the most part i don't you know i i i intentionally it's kind of dual purpose but i usually film in a more secluded area even if i go in town uh-huh. just because like because of that but also because, and this might be an excuse, but also because 
I just I don't want people walking in front of the shot or fucking with a shot in any way and right. stuff like that. Because I actually had somebody do that one time. I was sitting there filming and my my kid was in front of me. You know, he was he's he's my photographer and shit like mm-hmm. that. My video and so he was sitting there filming. I had the music on on my phone and I had it sitting behind me and I'm sitting there and I'm going. All of a sudden, this dude just walks up. And he stops and he and like he's like, I'm sitting there and you can see me like you know going like this, mouthing and stuff like that. He just walks up and says, Hey, hey man, hey man, you got a lighter? Hey man, you got a lighter, you know? And I was like, that. And I, like I I stopped. I was like, What? And he's like, You got a lighter? I was like, No, man, I don't fucking smoke. And he's like, Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then like turned around and walked away. And I'm like, Okay, let's fucking redo the shot now. You know what I'm saying? Like I hate that motherfucker. Like I hate, even though I, and even I, I didn't I even look at him. It's like you just yeah, yeah. Like, but I didn't even look at him. Doing, like if dude. I would have looked at him, and then he was like, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, do you got a lighter or whatever?" Because I looked at him, you know. But I didn't look at him. Like I saw him in the corner of my eye, and I just kept looking at the fucking camera. Mm-hmm. And then he like interrupted me, and I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." You know, like fucking that. go get some I, matches uh, or something. Jesus. Yeah, I hate you know that. what I'm saying? But so like that's why that's another reason, you know, that I don't like being out in public, you know, but but I would say that more so it's the fact of, you know, I don't I don't like the the feeling of people looking at me and you don't like me. the eyes on you. No, yeah, it's I like don't. they're burning a hole through you. Yeah, you don't. That's Almost. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah because much, that's how you feel. Well, because yeah. I just sit there and I just imagine them saying all kinds of things. Them laughing mm-hmm. at me. Them saying, oh, look at that motherfucker. He thinks he's something. Oh, what's he trying to do over there? Oh, you know, he thinks he's some big shot. You know, stuff like that. Like, I always mm-hmm. think of the negative things. I never think about somebody driving by and go, oh, cool. Look, he's shooting a movie video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never think of the positive. It's always the negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that that's my own fucked up mind. You know, but but you know that goes. In. But at least you spotted that, though. I mean, yeah, at least no, you're no, able to I recognize know, that. Yeah, and I, I think that's also is, yeah. like, and that's and and I think also with you saying that, I from what from hearing, it's that you that's where you also don't do shows. That's yeah. That plus, um, every time I I do them, it's always like. Horrible turnout, blah blah blah. Like we had talked about last mm-hmm. episode, you know. For those of y'all who haven't listened to it, go check out last episode. Yeah, dope. last but, episode was a good episode. Um, but yeah, you know, like I was telling you last time, like whenever I go and I'm sitting there performing for like ten people and none of them give a fuck about me. I got that one drunk lady dancing in my music and my music's not dance music, you know, like shit like that. I'm just like, what am I doing? You know, like I could literally be at well, home maybe it's cr- creating so her. many different things. But you don't yeah, think about the she, fact that it could be danceable to her. To her, she can move to it. It, may, it touches true. her that way. True, but but. And I know your she, intentions is not yeah. that you don't want. I get where you're coming from. Well, yeah, as a I get conscious what you're saying. MC, right, right. Yeah. And, and, and but at the same time, I can feel where you're coming yeah. from because your your intentions is like, no, I want you to, I want you to bob your, I don't mind you bobbing your head, mm. but I want you to think. I want you to actually yeah. think. But there are people who just. They, they just, just feel, get moved. Yeah, they just yeah. feel it. Yeah, no, I I get it. And, and you know, it could have been very, very genuine like that. Or it could have mm-hmm. been she's just sloppy drunk and just dancing just nonstop. Could be you true. know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, either way, you know, there's 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 that kind of stuff. But I, I just sit and I think, and I'm like, you know, I could be editing some video right now. I could be creating more music right now. You know, I could be, you know, networking right now or something like that. And... I drove X amount of 
time away um to to sit here for however many hours and do this you know and like i said before you know whenever i go and do shows uh it's for you know a friend of my dad's and stuff like that so i'm sitting there hanging out with my dad and my stepmom the whole time as well too Mm -hmm. so so it's like me hanging out with them and so like that's the positive but if it wasn't for that i would not be in that bar where they allow smoking because i don't like to be around smoke you know what i'm saying but i wouldn't be in a bar because i don't drink you know i wouldn't be there you know it's just not, not your thing it's not my thing at all. And then you, know? you can, but then, but then also, but what be cool is that, you know, you got like, and I know you're not like a Christian rapper. I could tell that, but right, you can definitely have where, like, I would say straight edge rap, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And where you can like find a venue where you can like start finding venues of your own, like, you know, a, a hall where you can rent mm-hmm. and then you can have those non like venue uh, shows where there's straight edge guys who don't drink, don't smoke, just really into right. the music like that. You can really build an audience like that. And I think truthfully, now that I think about it, there's a definite need for that in hip hop. Oh yeah. And, and there is, there is an undertone of that as well too. Mm -hmm. And there, there always has been that in hip hop because every time that there, there has been like the big mainstream push for, for decadent lifestyle, whether it's excessive drugs or hoes or whatever Mm -hmm. the situation is, there's always that bounce back, you know, and, and, you know, where, where people are coming in and being like, Hey, you know, like Mick, J- Mick Jenkins is a good one where a lot of his stuff, he's always talking about, uh, uh, ginger ale and a champagne flute. Like he's drinking ginger ale out of a champagne flute. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He's drinking water and everything like that. And he's talking about like, you know, like like a healthy lifestyle and shit like that. He's not talking about like sipping, serving, popping perks and shit like that. You know, he's talking about some legit shit, but he's from Chicago. So he talks about some street shit at the same time and stuff like that. There, There is that. And I do see that as a need because <laughs> I saw a, um, a post. I'm going to try to find it real quick. But I saw a post the other day on social media. I'm actually going to repost it to uh the music making sense podcast just uh um facebook and stuff like that just just for the hell of it but what it it was basically saying um oh fuck where was it is it the one i'm thinking if, if it's the one i'm thinking you're thinking of Um, or the one you're talking, you're talking about. No, it was one. Oh, here we go. Thought rap, thought, you know, T H O T. Okay. Rap. Yes. Thought rap is programming little girls and drill rap is killing little boys. If you're blind, you feel otherwise. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a dope fucking post. I saw somebody he 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 posted that and I'm like, that's on point. A hundred percent, you know, because you got all these fucking skank ass hoes <laughs> out here, or at least the perception is that they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, glorifying like super, super hoe behavior 
and starting the trends you know with like the wolverine claws like i call them you know what i'm saying the chicks mm-hmm. with like the fucking really long nails mm-hmm. like they clearly can't do nothing they clearly can't even clean themselves properly because the nails are too big they can barely even text on their fucking phone you know what i'm saying shit like that and it's like like all different kinds of things like that and then and then now we're in a society you know out here a single dude like two and a half years man like it's it's hard to find a decent woman because like the the society has kind of programmed people in general both guys and girls that like it's all about just just you know being promiscuous and just have fun in the moment go and get fucked up do this drug you know drink that you know go fuck you know 20 people or whatever you know like stuff like that like don't worry about having respect for yourself or don't worry about you know trying to live a decent lifestyle or nothing like that don't worry about none of that it's all about having fun you gotta go have fun man why aren't you having fun 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 it's all about fun but in reality what it actually is is you're 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 spiraling downward into uh, into negativeness. You but know what I I'm also can see where that's coming from because we're also because within that is we have a society where everything is it's also where we have to everybody has to work so much. It's grind, it's hustle, it's grind, hustle, also grind. And people are looking for that escape. And then right. with everything, and it's funny what you brought up with Trump and stuff like that. So that's where, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when we look at that, like we was talking about with perspective, mm. proud psychology, right? With all those things going on, people are looking for that release. So mm-hmm. that's why that's that's why the 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 heavily sexual music started coming out. And also because a lot of black women feel like they don't have sexual liberation or autonomy amongst themselves and because of you know this treatment of of slavery being enslaved right right? and also just with black men also having a lot to do with during the 80s and 90s of hoes talking about hoes which now have turned into thoughts and the dope game which now has put Mm -hmm. our babies into a coma of drugs and smelling like you know pretty much smelling like death because they're taking so many things so much mm-hmm. shit because it went from 40s to fucking lean right yep. and a lot of people don't and a lot of and then people it, and then it went from that. lean and then it went from lean to perks and then from perks but 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 where it come mm-hmm, from crack, crack yep. epidemic right and mm-hmm. who started that right yep. so now we're dealing with all that and we're seeing that backlash mm-hmm. and a lot of times what it is what it is is that from a perspective of a from a black perspective, and I'm talking mm-hmm. from a, an intellectual black perspective of stepping back and being able to see this from there, without the without being in, under that influence, mm-hmm. we are now it's now affecting us because we've been able because games been sold not you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. of the game being sold. Not yeah. told, not told in the way where it needs to be told. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and and I see what you're saying with that, where there is there is the liberating aspect where people mm-hmm. are like, hey, I can be free to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, as much as I want, whatever. You know what I'm saying? If I want to smoke this, if I want to pop that, if I want to drink this, if I want to fuck this person, whatever, I do what I want. I got freedom now. Nobody's controlling me. Like that's dope. Like I'm all for freedom, hundred percent. Right, but but what I'm saying, but but what 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 do I say? But there's there's a negative aspect. There's a negative aspect Mm -hmm. coming, and that's where, at the same time, 
there are people who don't want to be out there getting fucked up, being mm-hmm. drunk and gone. And you know what I'm saying? Like you said, right now you and other rappers, somebody, and that's the thing, like a lot of y- a lot of rappers who have that mindset like yourself, mm-hmm. the problem is that you don't do anything. Right. And I hate to say it like that, but also that's what I was saying. Like, I can see where you're coming from with, you know, your aspect about when you were talking about shows. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you want to change that, right, you have to come at it from a perspective of content. How right. are you going to be able to market that? Right. Yep. What way can you market that through content to where people are going to say, all right, look, man. I, I, I'm feeling where you coming from. And that's the thing. A lot of us, a lot of guys who are like that, they're not creative. Like, let's look at Immortal Technique, right? Yeah. And let's look at, you know, rappers. And, and I know a lot of rap, conscious rappers like yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know a couple of them like that. What it is too, is that you guys are super smart. But where's the creativity yeah. to where you guys can get this message out? Because it's needed. Like Kendrick was, did? Like yeah. Kendrick did with ADHD? Exa- exactly. Mm-hmm. We need and, y'all and, to be and, creative. Uh, yeah, what, what's the other one? What's that? Pull up, drink, head, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That that song and everything like that, that song was anti-alcohol. Yeah. But people will drink that taking shots because they don't understand what he's actually saying. They think it's a drinking song. But like you said, he's very intelligent. He's about a certain lifestyle. Like he don't fucking smoke or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He don't nothing, none of that shit. You know, he keeps a clean but mind. Good and, kid from Mad yep. City. Exactly. He was exactly. able to show that. Yep, exactly. So I get what is. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what you're saying is is that intelligent people like us need to use the intelligence in a creative way in order to get that message out there. You know? Exactly. Just like whenever I hear Young Jeezy, whenever I hear Jeezy's tracks, I don't hear, all right, let me go fucking grab some crack and start slanging it. I hear, let me figure out how to fucking win regardless of all this shit against me. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I didn't have the same trials and tribulations he did. Absolutely not. Because his his right. beginning was fucked up, right? Yeah. I didn't have that, but we all have different things that we got coming against us. You know what I'm saying? From all different angles, different types of, you know, whatever the situation. Yeah, and he didn't have yours. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't grow up the same way I did, no. you know, where, you know, I mean, we both kind of grew up with our grandparents, but besides that, like, but you, you know, have a different perspective. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that with hip hop is that your perspective does matter. And it's like, if yep. you don't, if you don't showcase that cre- create you know, creatively, mm-hmm. then what do you have? That's like, look at Adam Calhoun and Tom McDonald. Right, you're your Even favorite though artist. Even can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but they they showcase it, they showcase it through creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're putting their, they're putting their perspective out into the world and, and they know that they're fitting their persona. Yep. They're fitting the public perception that they want to have they want to have that. They want to speak these certain things, everything like that. Absolutely. Exactly. And it, and it's just like it's just like the negative aspect too. the people who, for whatever reason, they want to be seen like like Wayne. They want to be seen as that person who's always fucked up all the time, that person who's always on something. 
You know what I'm saying? Like his his signature sound when you know he's getting ready to hop in on a verse is you hear a lighter light and his, you know what I'm saying? That's his thing because he's seen as, I'm like and and Snoop Dogg. I'm always smoking weed. I'm always fucked up. I'm always doing this. You know what I'm saying? That's for whatever reason. That's the perspective they want to have. You know, and and that is true. One thing I want to double back to real quick is where you were talking about how, you know especially in the in the black community you were mm-hmm. saying how you know a lot of the women and stuff like that are wanting to have their sexual liberation because they never really had it yet and stuff like that and so now it's coming out and and like I said I completely agree with you it is a liberation type of thing mm-hmm. um but but I mean it also is being capitalized on in a negative decadent way as well too you know by people who want to see degradation of either certain societies or society as a general Mm -hmm. right because because you know while while the crack epidemic and lean and pimps and hoe epidemic and you know uh tricking and prostitution and and you know all that kind of shit has has plagued the black community for, Mm -hmm. for fucking decades now and has destroyed the fuck out of it to where you know you know, like fatherless homes is at like 90% or some crazy number. You know what I'm saying? That's also been hitting the white community as well, too. Hispanic community one out of as well, children. too. Yep, yep. One out of 24. You know what I'm saying? One without a father but, in the household. Exactly, exactly. And white where children. it And where it started first was hitting at that black community with a lot of the agendas that were pushed intentionally to fucking fuck up your community, which is fucked up because, you know, black the, the the black economy was stronger than than the white economy in america at one point in time and you know during segregation and everything like that because that's not true no that's not true I, really here's why how okay. could it be strong how could it be stronger when we weren't allowed to have jobs no, we just during, got out of slave we got we just got out right. of slavery Right, but then you, and you that's why created I mean, your own economy is what I was saying. Right, we created the own economy, but mm-hmm. and but at the same time, what ended up happening when that when that when, what happened? It got destroyed because of because of white because of white because right, right, right. white folks got angry and they started and making and started what doing what one of the easiest lies was a black man, white women would say a white woman to say a black man did something to her. Well, there, and then all that, of a yeah. sudden, and, and that's see, what happened with those yeah. with those riots. So, yeah. so at the same, so yeah, I we it's I get what you're saying. Like it's mm-hmm. being able to strive through adversity, but right. when you look at it from an overall perspective, mm-hmm. it's still we 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 it's still it's still we we don't we still don't we still can't we still don't bridge the wealth gap between whites and, and between white people and black people no we're yeah, still no, low I, we're yeah. still at the lowest when it comes to the to the wealth gap no i yeah i i completely agree with that and i wasn't trying to say otherwise what, right. what i was saying is that like you know i get what you're saying how you know poor white people started having issues but i mean more than likely that was also orchestrated by rich white people well yeah who, because who, yeah. who saw the black businesses as fucking up their operations mm-hmm. and being like hey look you know because because you know 
the the black the black economy and stuff like that in some areas you know i think i think i think back i know it's a movie but i think to the, the Har- harlem nights the movie mm-hmm. harlem nights right mm-hmm. if you look at that that was about you know the the black community had their own economy you know what i'm saying having like, the numbers and, and yeah they had their own thing numbers, but yeah. in, in those clubs you also saw a decent amount of white people that came in there as well too mm-hmm. and so once the rich white mobsters you know, whether they were Italian mob or just country mob, you know what I'm saying? Once the rich white mobsters saw, hey, look, my clientele are starting to go over to these clubs now because they're having more fun or because of this or because of that or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to get all the money. We got to break that shit up. So then, yeah, they break it up with all different kinds of things, you know, and then they break up, you know, the whole the whole power of the 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 black community that that. It's, it's really, really interesting, not to take this into like a racial tone or anything like that, but it's really, really interesting how like how resilient humanity is in general. Mm-hmm. But if we want to break it down just to talk about the black community for a second, how resilient motherfuckers have been in history compared to what they are now, like not to talk shit, because like during slavery, I mean, still like you know, you know, all the songs that they would, you know, the the spirituals and shit like that you sing during work, you know what I'm saying? While you're enslaved, you're still trying to make something from nothing. You're still, you're working with scraps, but you're creating your own thing. You know what I'm saying? They were always looking at, you know, trying to get a better thing. And then after slavery ended, created your own fucking economies, regardless of segregation and, and kept striving. But at the same time, but okay, but listen, but here's the thing. Think about something Malcolm X said. I want you to think about what one thing Malcolm X said, though he, when he went to his pilgrimage to Mecca and found out how, you know, Muslims, that they were Muslims of all races. Um, But, um, the one yeah, thing I just found out about Indian Muslims the other day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. And there are white Muslims too. Right. No, I'm talking about like India, India. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But but what he was saying was, and, 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 he, and he said this, is that the thing is Ku Klux Klan doesn't have to wear hoods anymore. No. Okay, they're in they're in our offices. There are bo- some of our bosses, some of them are mm-hmm. right. So it's like we don't even it, 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 white supremacy has gotten us to a point, and where you made a point where you talk about with where when white folks, poor white folks, are going over to the black neighborhoods, things like that, right? There's a thing called the white sacrifice. If you ever re- read about it, you you'll see what that means. But needless to say, in perspective, that's where hip hop also shined too. Because in Bro- in the Bronx, where it was bit, where it started, you had like white graffiti artists, um, DJs, right? Mm-hmm. And they were in the in the melting pot of like white Mexicans uh, or Puerto Ricans, black kids who were who grew up around who started doing hip hop. Yeah, right? and, and, and hip hop is another example of something great that literally started from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know that that's kind of what I was getting at is like 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 all the shit that has been levied against the the black community in America for mm-hmm. fucking a long ass time like at the core y'all always find the gold out of the mud you know what i'm saying like it, it's it's crazy cuz like people living in homeless shelters 
dumpster diving created hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, like KRS one in a homeless shelter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all these, all the, all the other pioneers, you know, the grandmaster flash and Jason, all the motherfuckers, like, like the first turntables were made out of two record players. And this dude who was good with electronics fucking fused it together and made a switch in there and shit like that. And started, you know, the first DJ equipment and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, homeless dude, no job and shit like that. Like, all that kind of shit, man. And and it just makes me, you know, that that's what kind of gets me to think, man, like all these agendas to continuously break people down and degradate society and deg- take morals away and just poison people with fucking all this, you know, drugs and fucked up mindsets and everything. You ever like get a that. chance, if you ever get a chance, there's a book I want you to check out. Um, it's called The New Jim Crow by Michelle mm-hmm. Alexander. Mm-hmm. Check that book out. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll at least definitely listen to it because I don't have time yeah, to read. I listen. Yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. listen to. It. Definitely listen yeah. to. It. Yeah, but that's you, one thing you, with uh, me is like I I listen to way more than I read because mm-hmm. I I I'm always doing something. You know, right. especially when I'm at work sixty hours a week or whatever, I'm just sitting there doing. So I just have it in my head and I can go as I'm doing it. But yeah, but yeah, but you but like, understand. Yeah. But what it is, but what it does is that it understands. You got to understand how. It went from slavery to resur- to to resurrection to or reconstruction to mm-hmm. Jim Crow to to mass incarceration. Like you gotta mm-hmm. understand crack epidemics. This was it was planned. That's yeah, why absolutely. there's a couple right. So you gotta understand, and that's where if you read the new Jim Crow and mm-hmm. why you know what I'm saying, you'll see you'll understand why, mm-hmm. and you'll understand why hip hop is a it was turned into what it's turned into. And I have another book. Um, over here it's called um right to rock mm-hmm. and this book talks about politics race and, and the politics of race and and, and rock music and how mm-hmm. it, it how it affected black music as well in rock right. and it also touches on hip-hop and that whole perspective as well that's yeah. why i have such a strong connection to it too because hip-hop is from my community but yeah. also understanding bands like Living Color, Fishbone, Bad Brains, who come from the hood too, mm-hmm. right? And we grew up with hip hop. Well, you we got and, and also right? rock music started being in, from black people, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So we're able to. So that yeah. book really touches on that too. But but definitely yeah. check out uh, the new Jim Crow. I'll check that out. But yeah, I do agree with you that it is planned. That's kind of where I was going when I first started down this rabbit hole with, mm-hmm. you know, like the fucked up music and shit like that and the drinking culture, drug culture, all the, all the fucked up degradation of culture, mm-hmm. you know, is, is yeah, it spreads into all the other, you know, communities and stuff like that. But, you know, it, and no one talks about the, the Western, the, uh, the, what is it, the, uh, decivilization of the Western culture. Versus, uh, it was about um, mm. the '80s metal and how. Oh my God, watch that film. Watch that shit. Yeah, was- it, the culture has gotten fucked up. But but to get to, I mean, like even still, you know, mm. like to tie it in with with the perspective, right? Of of how people view you and stuff, and, and your whole public persona. You know, when people think of hip hop. They think of certain things. When they they rock, they think of certain things. And if you don't fit that for whatever reason, 
-hmm. your personal lifestyle choices or your overall appearance or whatever it is, you can still shape your own appearance, you know, because, because if you take, if you take anything out of what we just said, you as a human have the power to literally make something from nothing. You can shape your own life. You can shape your own destiny and you can create the life you want. And you may have all of the chips stacked against you, or you may only have half. It doesn't matter. You still got chips stacked against you and you got to figure out how to fucking unstack that shit and get moving, you know? So, so if you want to be known for whatever you want to be known as, whatever kind of music you got, whatever kind of message you got in your music, whatever kind of message you have alongside your music, you know, you just need to make sure that you keep shaping that in everything that you do and don't, don't get off topic, you know? And that's one thing that I did. I, uh, a week or two ago, I was on my social media and I decided to post some random shit that I'd never posted. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it was just, it was some random questions to get conversation going because I'm like, Hey, let me post some interesting questions to get people to have conversation in my post. But I went totally off any of my brand. Right. Mm. So like the first, the first question I asked was, why do you not like Andrew Tate? Now, none of my shit has anything to do with Andrew Tate. None of my shit has anything not to do with Andrew Tate. I'm not anti or pro or nothing like that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I, I try not to be pro or anti any one little thing. It's usually in general, you know what I'm saying? In general, I don't like, you know, this specific lifestyle choice or this specific thing or whatever it is. Right. And so I try not to classify myself within a label, but so like I posted that up and I got a lot of attention off of it. I had some people saying some of the craziest shit I've never heard about this dude. Right. Like I, so I had somebody, like I've had people, you know, I had people that responded saying, you know, he's a great person, blah, blah, blah. And then I had some people saying, you know, he's a diamond smuggler and he used to smuggle diamonds in his ass from Africa. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I never fucking heard of that one, yeah, but okay. Neither. Right. Right. But then, but then I decided the next day to post, um, what is, what is something that the 43rd president did right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why was I asking those? Just because I want to try to get more interaction with my page, you know? And I mentioned it to, to a mentor that I have, cause I run a coaching program as well too. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I was like, you know, I was just trying to think like if I get some more interaction in my profile, then whenever I'm doing my promotions for, you know, the music making sense podcast or my own personal music or whatever, it'll help elevate and get more traction on that. And he's like, no, you're destroying your brand. He's like, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for talking about, you know, politics or, you know, Andrew Tate or, you know, Trump or anything like that? Or do you want to be known for, music and music marketing and helping people you know grow their shit and i was like well that one obviously he's like okay so if you're going to do questions like that make it regarding music make it regarding you know stuff like that so then i was like okay and so then the next question i posted was why is method man not in top five goat of all time right 
You know what I'm saying? And so then that started a discussion about Method Man and lyrics and people pro or didn't like him if they had him in their top 20 or not. And then I was also talking to some people about like, you know, the marketing aspect where most people just think of Method Man as an individual within Wu-Tang. They don't think about him as a fucking dope artist as a solo person. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people in hip hop, they will say Wu-Tang is one, if not the greatest rap group of all time. Right. But they never have Method Man, who a lot of people would would say lyrically, he was like the fucking the the bones of Wu Tang, right? They would not have him him and Dirty in the in their top twenty. Well, him and Red Man mainly. Dirty, yeah, Dirty was the character in it, right? But, but Red like, Man is not Red Man is not part of Wu Tang though. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Red Man is not a part of Wu Tang Clan. He originally was. They, no, he wasn't. No. You sure about that? Hell yeah, I know, nigga. I know hip hop. Trust me. No, Wu and Red Man was not because he's from Brick City. He's from Jersey. Red Man was part of uh Red Man was with um EPMD and um K Solo. That's who he was with, and Keith Murray. Him and Meth came, him and Meth came together like around. 96, 97, somewhere around there, around that time. So I remember that's when them ended up, they came up with Rottweiler, and that's when uh, Limp Biscuit they came up with the Family Values Tour. Yeah, no, Red Man's never, no, Red Man's Okay, not that's Red on Man. me. For Yeah, yeah I decided, I went and double-checked it as well, too, yeah. with what you're saying. But yeah, that's on me, man, because no, so uh, the, for whatever reason, I thought he was part of Wu-Tang. Because he anyway. just has that style. Because he's got that style. That's yeah, and maybe because and they, maybe and maybe yeah. because you know they collaborated, Method Man and Redman collaborated and it was on such some a shit. great collaboration. Right. Yeah. There's that. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's why I linked it together for some reason. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I got I got two Wu Tang cassette tapes in my motherfucking thing, and I guess I just never. I don't know. Actually, now that I think about it, I never really memorized all the the people in the group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even though there's a song that lists all of them, you know. You know, like I just never really memorized all the things. Method Man was always the main one that stood out to me. Yeah, ODB, you know, too, but Method Man was like the main one, like lyrically, because I always have been attracted to the lyrics, you know, and and ODB was to say some crazy shit, like that track dog shit is crazy. Mm -hmm. But then like, but Method Man was just always just like fucking sick with it, you know? Ow. And so yeah, exactly. And so like back to where I was saying with that though, is that like they'll put Wu Tang in their top usually on number one greatest groups of all time but method man won't even be in the top 10 if not 20 on most people's list or even on like the big collaboration list that like double xl puts out or whatever you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. method man will be like under 20 and i'm like how because he can like lyrically that motherfucker is so much sicker than half the people on the top 10 you know and i'm just like look i get I get putting KRS one above him. Excuse me. I get putting Nas above him or Biggie or Pac or something like that, right? But you gotta have him up there with the motherfuckers too, you know, in my opinion. But anyway, so I, I there got are moments I feel like he's better than Pac. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's Lyric just my opinion. Ly lyrically, yeah. Storytelling wise, probably not. 
Because okay. Pac, yeah, yeah, Pac, yeah, Pac, yeah. Pac, Pac was, was mainly storytelling. Yeah, story and tell. Method Man is wordplay and metaphors and, and rhyme skills mm-hmm. and shit like that. He's a lyricist as opposed to an artist, you yeah. know. But but yeah, so like I was putting some stuff up with that, you know, and 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 that is a lot more in line with my perception online, my public perception than anything else is, you know. And so like how I started out that experiment on gauging public perception, because I wanted to see by posting just a general question, how people viewed different people based on, you know, whatever. Right. But then I ended up figuring out, wait a second, I'm also skewing how people view me by, by doing those certain things, you know? So, so to kind of, you know, full circle this shit, like you got to make sure that you, that you put out the persona that you want to be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done and, it too. I did yeah, it with exactly. Kevin Samuels. Yeah, we've all done stuff like mm-hmm. that where we're where we're not really getting very much interaction or views on our social, and we're like, "Fuck, what what could I do?" Oh, here's something, something that'll stir incendi- up the controversy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some some incendiary, yeah. something mm-hmm. controversial that will get people interacting and seeing. And, and because then, because what's really interesting is. That goes into crowd psychology as well, too, because uh-huh. when when people see you posting your stuff, you know, at first they're like, OK, cool. You know, and then after a while, they'll just scroll through. like, Oh, he's posting something again. OK, cool. Whatever. And let's keep going. They won't interact. But mm-hmm. then when you post something that catches their eye, now they're on it. So you already know they were already seeing your shit before. Right. See, that's the thing is that people were already seeing your shit before you said something incendiary. However, they didn't actually react to it until you mm-hmm. posted something incendiary because of whatever reason, you know, right. were you, were you not giving the entertainment value that they were looking for anymore, you know, and that kind of goes to trying to find your, your core fan base, mm-hmm. you know, you need to put out the perception that you want, your core fan base to follow and you want your core fan base to have a similar perspective on things with, you know, because, because, you know, you know, you posting something incendiary about something that or something or someone that doesn't represent you and your, your brand as an artist. Well, then now you've just added that to your brand and now it represents you, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, just like just like how a public figure, you know, like Will Smith can have a great reputation for decades. And then, you know, a couple of false moves, you know, either with him with the slap or with his wife doing her thing. And, you know, the shit that happened in between their marriage and all that stuff, you yeah. know, like a couple of things. And now that motherfucker, like he used to be seen as like the example, like, you know from something to from nothing to something great you know great family man father year all that shit you know and now people have perception like man look at that broken man you know stuff like that you know and all it takes is a couple of things you know and and going the wrong way with something and sometimes it's out of your control like like to use will smith as an example he had some shit that was out of his control you know, mm-hmm. because things happened regardless of what he did, they happened anyway. And, you know, he tried reacting to it very, very, very uh, professionally, you know, and it still kind of went negative on him a little bit. But until he decided 
to go way out of his 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 brand with it and have that interaction with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. That was him going way off character, way out of brand. And right. then that that defined him from then on out. Yeah. You know, that that's what's really, really interesting to look at from from a perspective of your public perception. And so so that's that's what I would say to people after this very long winded explanation of public perception that me and you have done so far, because it's looking like we're almost at an hour and a half. But but like from a very long like just look at what has happened to some people. When they are either incendiary all the time and then try to say something reasonable and smart and intelligent how it goes overlooked, how it's seen as something that shouldn't be taken seriously. Yeah. Or when you see somebody who's Kanye. Taking, yeah, exactly. Or who's Kyrie yeah. Irving. Yeah. Or, or even to use somebody like Trump, Trump, you know, he's very, very incendiary, very outlandish. Anytime he tries to say anything reasonable or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's still no. He's saying something. He's he's secretly saying something incendiary or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because because he's built that perception. You know, like if Jay Z came out and said some crazy shit, right? He'd be like, did. whoa! Oh, yeah, he I, did but, with the oh, we're we're past kneeling. That yeah, that, right. well, that yeah. A lot of but people. like yeah, but like you know, like let's just take it back to Will Smith. You know, like like if people are if you're known for something great and then you say something incendiary or vice versa that's just going to stick with you. Yeah. So, you know, just try to try to stay on point regardless of anything. Don't try to follow trends or and hot topics and stuff. And if you do have a hot topic, you know, like there's a topic of the day, try to use it to your advantage, but still stay on brand. Yeah. You know, and, and if you can't figure out how to do it, either consult some people like me or KP or just don't do it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I would say from me making my own mistakes from KP making his own mistakes in the same area and same arena. Yeah. You know, like I said at the beginning, you know, I may be a genius, but I'm not trying to portray one. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we're not trying to say we're perfect or nothing like that, even though I am, but like, Oh my God. You know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you you just gotta, you just gotta, Try your best. And sometimes yeah. nothing is better than something. I agree. Absolutely. Any final thoughts from, from the great and powerful KP? Oh man, we think we did. We think we did a great job, man. Absolutely. All wrap right. It up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to so wrap it up. Any any one of y'all who enjoyed this, who've made it all the way to the end right here with us here on the great and powerful music making sense podcast the greatest podcast on the fucking planet. Um, make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe, tell people, you know, about us. Um, Mm -hmm. and then if you're an artist as well, and you want to have a consultation with us, hit us up free consultation. Um, and one thing I did start doing here lately as well too. um, hit us up on any of the music making sense podcast, um, uh, social media pages, if you want to have a free marketing review, 
Um, we're, we're starting to do that now. Um, I've been doing it here lately. I'm sure KP will will hop in on some as well too, but, but one, one or both of us will, will give you a free marketing review, um, from a marketing perspective and just give you some, some quick pointers and stuff like that, you know, pros and cons of what you're doing and and engage with us guys, engage with us and, uh, comments on our, on all our platforms. Definitely please engage with us. Yeah, tell us tell us what you do or you don't like about what we're doing, everything like that. And tell uh, us what you want to see. What do you want us to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. If you have any questions, concerns, anything, let's have a discussion. Let's get it talked about and and we'll get it going. So until next time, next episode, y'all be good. Have fun. We'll see y'all later. Hell yeah. Holla yeah. y'all.